Yeah, Friday! Welcome to the Ranting Ring Watcher Podcast. The future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. the podcast app you're listening on allows you to rate the show please leave a four star or five star rating any rating is greatly appreciated here we are episode 99 can you believe it we are one episode away from number 100 man oh man well i got a great show for you guys today so Let's get into this. Journey updates. Great week this week, guys. Down 3.8 pounds. So it looks like reintroducing the water definitely helped. They had gone to a point where I was cutting water out because when I hit the 150 pound mark, I didn't need to drink so much water anymore. And you know, it happened to me the last time I tried to cut water out. I just got to figure out a way to do it slower. I can't do it for a whole... I tend to wait until I can eliminate entire bottle, right? So I drink 40-ounce bottles, and I wait until I can eliminate an entire bottle before I actually reduce water. And I think I just got to stop doing it that way and be much more systematic in how I do it because the body seems to act adversely every time I reduce the water intake because I went from 240 to two uh, to 160. That was the first time I tried to reduce, and that was a bad thing. Then I went up to 200. Body got used to it. Then back to 160. Body got used to it. And so here we are now. I'm, I'm still at 160 for now. We'll see how it goes. But for the month of July, we are down two pounds. Total loss since January 2019 is 152.8 pounds. Pounds remaining to get to milestone 175 is 22.2 pounds. And pounds remaining to get to our big milestone goal of minus 200 is 47.2 pounds. Everything seems so close, so incredibly close. It's the more... The scale goes down, the hungrier I get to get to 200. It's, it's insanity. I haven't been this low in weight since grade school at this point. I mean, we're talking about uh, seventh grade, sixth grade, somewhere around there. That's the weight I'm at right now. It's sad to know that I was this weight in sixth or seventh grade. But at the same time, it is great to be back here at 44, right? And we're still on the way down. We're still doing and we're still fighting to get to where we need to go. So I want to talk to you about today 
about being uncomfortable. You know, there's so many motivational speakers I listen to. I would say the overwhelming majority of them have one common thing that they say. And they talk a lot about becoming comfortable being uncomfortable. And I seriously thought that I understood what this meant. Wholeheartedly. I truly believed that I knew what this saying meant. Being comfortable, being uncomfortable. (laughs) If there's one thing the past six weeks have taught me, it is I have no idea what it is. Or I had no idea what it is. If you can believe it, we, I am entering the final week of my training. So this is judgment week. At the end of this week, I will have my verdict of whether or not I am a credentialed trainer for the brand new system that my job is adapting into the organization. As I look back and I reflect on the experience the last six weeks have given me, I thought I knew what I was doing. You know, when they asked me, when they brought me into this meeting, It was my director and my supervisor. And they asked me if I wanted to be a credential trainer for the new system. And I get get this reputation because people enjoy the way I teach the system, the current system that we were all using right now. When I teach new employees the current system, they tend to enjoy the way I teach it. I got sort of a reputation for being able to teach it well. So naturally, when they thought of the new system and who they can get to teach it to represent the professional billing department, they thought of me. They pulled me into this meeting. And I asked myself two questions. Number one, how do you say no to your director and your boss? Right? That's the first question I asked myself. Two... Who else do I trust to teach me if it's not myself? And I knew the answer. So I said yes to the training and I would do it after thinking about it. And I truly believed I knew what I was getting myself into. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go in. I'm going to learn a new system and I'm going to learn it well enough to teach it. And day one starts. There's a little nervousness. There's a little excitement. You know, it's something new, something interesting. I had an open mind. About, I don't know, two hours into it, I realized something that closed my mind instantly. They knew that no one employee could absorb all of this information in six weeks. So they created little mini lesson plans that are kind of like a movie script. And the movie script, you know, if you've ever seen a movie script, they tell 
what each person is saying. They also have in like parentheses what's going on to describe the scene. And it's kind of the same, same idea. You have a lesson plan of what they want said. And then there are special instructions. Now point at this. Now show them that. All these other things. But they didn't make it so obvious that you weren't supposed to say these certain things. You just kind of run into it as you're reading it. So not only did I realize this was like a script that they wanted read as the lesson plan. I realized quickly that I had to read it out loud. Now we went over this, you know, a few weeks back. I have a fear of reading out loud. That fear comes from way back into the fourth grade. And we're talking about feelings that were long since buried. Long since buried. Because I wasn't just bullied because of my size. I was bullied for many reasons. And this reading out loud was one of those reasons. So it was like resurfacing a 40-year-old problem or whatever it is, the actual number. I don't remember how old I was in the fourth grade. 10, 10 years old, whatever, nine years old. You guys get the point. It unearthed a problem that I completely forgot about. Because I was so good at burying my emotions in regards to it. And the minute I realized what I was going to have to do, I never wanted to quit something so fast in my entire life. I never, ever wanted to quit something so incredibly quickly. I wanted out. I wanted out immediately. And then there's this little voice, whatever, voice of reason, whatever you want to call it, that said, they came to you and they asked you based on what they thought your abilities were. They asked you to come learn the system and teach it to all of us. Basically, we trust you to do this. And all I could think of was how do I look if I quit now? How do I look after day one? How do I look if I quit? And then I thought about, because I talked about it on the podcast at that point. How do I look if I report to you guys that I quit? Here I am telling you, keep going, keep fighting, all these things in regards to your health and fitness. It's worth it. It's worth the battle. It's worth the fight. I tell you that every week. And here I was feeling like I wanted to quit immediately. Immediately. I did not finish the, I didn't get to lunchtime before wanting to quit. Just because of the tremendous fear. It took everything in me to bring myself to center and to try to calm myself from the state I was in thinking about all of this stuff from childhood. But I did. And I said to myself, let's just make it through the week. 
And the first two days are like the intro course. Epic 101. And it was all day long. And I just kept thinking to myself, how do I talk all day like them? How do I do this? And especially reading all day long. I mean, I stand, I stand here with this microphone. And if you ever saw my show notes, it's a couple of words here, a couple of words there, maybe a full sentence. And that is just enough to trigger a bunch of memories that I want to talk to you guys about. So just these four or five words, just this one sentence brings up all these thoughts that I want to get out to you guys. And that's it. I'm not really reading anything out loud. I read these these notes to myself and it jogs a memory and I speak to you guys. And I think, hey, this is not that bad. When we went into week two, I spent that entire weekend at the end of week one going into week two. That entire weekend was a constant state of anxiety. And you know what? For the next, basically, all the way up until today. I mean, still today now. I have been in a constant state of anxiety. It has been never ending. There has been no relaxing moment. As long as I'm thinking about this training and what I have to do and what is involved in it. After week one, I just... I spent the entire week one telling myself, let's just make it to week two. Let's just make it through week one. We'll get to week two. And then week two came. And I spent the entirety of week two saying, you can't do this. You can't do this. You have to get out of this. How do you get out of it? How do you get out of it? I was thinking of all kinds of ways, wasting my time on how to get out of it, knowing I never would do it. Because deep down inside, there's a bigger voice. And that bigger voice says, you know what? You're not going to quit. You're going to go to the end. And you're going to let them tell you you're no good. There's no way you're going to talk yourself out of this now. You talked yourself into it. Now you're going to stick it out for the six weeks. And if you at the end of the six weeks, these people tell you you're no good, then you're no good, fine. But there's no way you're going to tell yourself you're no good and then quit. A constant state of anxiety. Thinking about this. And thinking about when I would have to be in front of this panel where they would judge me. I've never done anything like this. You know, it's easy to stand in front of people and talk when you are the one in control of what you're saying and when you feel confident in what you talk about it just comes easy it flows I am in control of everything I'm talking about right now and every other episode of the Ranting Weight Watcher I am the one in control of what's being said and as long as I'm the one in control I can do whatever is necessary at any given moment. In this case, I had zero control. I was given what needed to be said. 
And my job was not only to know the system, but know what needed to be said about the system. Because I was learning a new system and I was learning how to teach a new system. It was two separate things I was learning. Learning the system was not scary to me. Learning how to teach it was terrifying. And anxiety is just too small of a word to describe the mental state I have been in. And now here we are in the sixth week. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. Hello. I'm Donato Russo. And I am the Ranting Weight Watcher. I wrote an affirmation. It's called the Ranter's Creed. I dedicate that affirmation to all of you who are watching. Nothing can stand in your way because you are an unstoppable force. Your challenges crumble in your presence because you are so strong. Your insecurities no longer have power over your life because you are so confident. Your mistakes are your choices and you are okay with this because you are so intelligent. The mirror and the scale no longer haunt you because you are so beautiful. You can face any circumstance with unwavering support because you are so loved. The demons of your past can no longer torment you because you love yourself. All things are possible as long as you believe because God is on your side. You will achieve all of your goals, not if, but when, because you have no boundaries. You are the champion of your story because you do whatever it takes to win. No one can take what you've done away from you because you are the author and the hero of your story. Arise, champion. The victory is yours. Because you are enough. And now it's time for random facts you didn't know you needed to know with the Ranting Weight Watcher. Today's random fact comes from our listener, Sherry, who is also on the 100th episode. 
It is called The Turtle and the Tortoise, Symbolism and Meaning. The turtle spirit moves to an inner drummer that is in no hurry, seeming to have no worries. Turtle plods along at a pace all her own. If the turtle had a mantra, it would be one step at a time. This spiritual animal truly lives in the moment, taking one after another with simple, innocent acceptance. This is a powerful lesson for humans who rush about at unhealthy speeds, often missing the mystical gem that is right in front of them here and now. The turtle's greatest gift to us is learning to slow down and smell the roses. Being a water creature, some of the turtle's symbolism and meaning comes from the elemental influence. It is from the water that the turtle gains attributes of insight and being able to understand and express our deeper emotions. In numerous myths and religion, the turtle and the tortoise take a distinctively noticeable spot and as representing the res resolutiveness and peace of cosmological traditions and speak a word of speak of a world of turtle that either supports the heavens or transports the earth safely on her back. Additionally, the turtle and the tortoise carry its home on its back, and they are the one as the turtle cannot leave its shell in, in this. Turtles symbolize that our earthly body is our home for now. It can protect and shelter you, so take good care of it. That was awesome. I like that a lot. If you don't understand why I just read that, I am trying to defeat a fourth grade demon of a fear of reading aloud. If you would like to contribute in helping me defeat this demon, send an email to the ranting weight watcher at gmail.com with any fact you can find out there on the internet. Just keep it clean. That's all I ask. I will not read it until it's time to record it, and it'll be the one bit of footage in the entire episode that is never edited. This way we can look at it and see, am I improving or not improving? So again, if you'd like to contribute and be a part of it, therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com and just put random facts in the sub subject line so I know not to open it. And now, let's get back to the show. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. I have some announcements before I move forward with the topic today. We are officially one week away. Next Friday, when you hear my voice, it will be the 100th episode. And man, is that a special episode to me. And none of you guys who are listening to this episode should miss next Friday. You should not miss next Friday's episode. I have seven individuals join me. Every single one of them, including myself, have lost over 100 pounds. And the total weight loss of all eight of us is 1,000 
135 pounds. An incredible group of individuals and their stories are, I mean, you think my story is inspiring. Some of them, I, I still, when I was sitting here trying to edit the footage, I'm crying listening to them. It's almost like I didn't hear them all the way or I missed something when we were sitting here recording. And I'm so proud. I am so proud of that episode. That's going to be July 22nd that it airs. We have another special event coming up next month. So on the 26th of August, which is, I mean, really it's the day before, but that's the Friday. Friday the 26th, that's going to be the celebration of the two-year anniversary of the Ranting Weight Watcher. And so since the two-year anniversary is coming, I decided to reopen the phone lines for the two-year anniversary. If you call this number, 505-652-RANT, 505-652-7268, if you call that number and you can leave a voicemail of how much the Ranting Weight Watcher has inspired you, has changed your life, whatever you feel like saying. And I'm going to play them on the episode like I did last year on the one-year anniversary. So August 26th, that's what's coming up next month. So start calling now. Again, the number 505-652-7268. Now, let's get back to topic here. Before the break, we were talking about becoming comfortable being uncomfortable and how the last six weeks of this training exercise I've been in to become credential trainer in a new software, I have never contemplated what this would do for me. And I have to say, I'm so incredibly thankful And I'm so filled with gratitude for the chance at this. Because, you know, I walked into this thinking my abilities when it comes to having a podcast would help me be a good teacher. Never once, never ever once did I ever consider that this experience in the training would make me a better podcaster. And that is essentially what exactly happened. We came up with a system to, dis- to get rid of a fear that I've had since childhood. The fear that is involved with reading aloud for me. Now, to some of you, that may sound silly and stupid. But to me, it's a very real fear. And... I, had, I basically lived in this fear for the last six weeks. And it was a constant thing, even when I wasn't in work. On the weekends, it's all I was thinking about. And it was almost like I was ticking off the, the minutes to Monday. It was a crazy experience. And the one biggest thing I'm, I'm thankful for is I didn't turn to food. And any time in the years past, before 2019, before I was on Weight Watchers, 
I would easily turn to food. And how many else, how many other people would have this kind of stress that they're dealing with and seek comfort from food? I'm just so thankful that I never once thought. And I know that part of this is because of how my eating has become routine. And there were minimal changes when I foresaw so many things that could possibly go wrong with my journey when this training began and such minimal adaptation needed to be done because I had a plan going in of what to change before the training began. And with the training beginning, some minor adjustments, it was full steam ahead. But these successful guys, these motivational speakers that I listen to, when they say you got to find comfort in being uncomfortable, I'm starting to understand what it really means to be comfortable being uncomfortable, especially after six weeks doing this. And I know it's just the beginning for me. Just the beginning. And how easily this applies to weight loss. Being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Because you're always going to have a scenario that makes you uncomfortable in regards to your journey. You're always going to have that. Especially when you have people in your life that don't understand what it is to be on a weight loss journey. You're always going to deal with that. You got friends, you got family, they all want to go out to eat, they all want to have a good time, and you don't want to derail your journey. Anxiety is involved in that. Anxiety, you know, especially if you're a little inexperienced and you're not sure what to do in restaurant scenarios, and the fear of derailing yourself is very real. It's very real. I avoided restaurants, I can't even tell you how long, when I first started in 2019 because I just felt like it wasn't worth the derailment. I was in a different mindset and when I things didn't go the way I planned, I saw it as failure. Now it's just Wednesday. Doesn't matter. Failure is just something that happens and it's going to happen and I can't stop it from happening. And what's necessary is forget the failure And get right back to what the routine is. It does not matter that you fail. Perfection was never required. Ever. We can sit here and preach to the world how we're not perfect. But somehow we expect ourselves to be perfect when it comes to a healthy lifestyle. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. And so when we get to the point where we're not perfect and we realize that we're not perfect, then we want to go crazy, be immature, yell and scream at the world and quit. Because that somehow is better? No, it's not better. But I did it too. I'm not telling you this because I'm telling you not to do it. I'm telling you this because I went through all of these emotional stages in my journey. In order to get to where I am now, I had to go through all of those things. And eventually, each one of those died away as I progressed and kept going. Each one of those immature moments, these teenager brat moments where things didn't go your way and you want to yell and scream at the world. 
And think about it. It even applies to working out. It applies to working out. How long have you been doing your workouts the way you've been doing them? I mean, even me, even me, if it wasn't for having to do this training, my workout schedule would never have changed. I was, I was walking four to five days a week between three miles and four miles Monday through Friday and between four and six miles Saturday and Sunday. That was my routine. That's what I was doing. But when this training came, I was forced to make a change. I was forced to see something that I wasn't sure was, you know, all I knew was there was no way possible at 5 p.m. I was going to go and leave the house and go for an hour and a half walk. That's what I knew. Without a doubt, I was not going to be willing to do that. And I would have given every excuse to sit on the couch and do nothing, even though it's only an hour different. I would normally punch out at 4, but by 5.30, I would be almost done. So now you want me to start at 5, and that means I'm finishing at 6.30? And then I'm eating dinner closer to 7? Just I just knew it wouldn't happen. But I was forced to change, out my, change up my workout routine, where if I didn't have this training, I would not have done it. And that was part of the stress, too. Waking up at four in the morning, forcing myself to get up and do something. To know that in order to stay on my journey, in order to feel like I was on routine, in order for me to say, I'm practicing the plan the way it should be, this is what I had to do. And how long have you guys been doing the exact same things over and over again? And how long have you been saying the scale isn't moving? What am I doing? So for me, the scale was starting to get to the point where I was gaining and losing the same two pounds. I was just a couple of pounds away from 150. And here I get forced to make a change. And is it really a change? Waking up at four in the morning, doing a lesser time of a workout. Okay? So the four o'clock in the morning, that was a big adjustment. I'm not going to lie. But... The, uh, the length of time drastically reduced. So instead of an hour and a half on a Monday through Friday, I was doing 45 minutes. And you know what? When you complain, when you c- complain, when you compare the calories burned to a six mile walk to 45 minutes on the program I was doing, Leslie Sansone Walk at Home. The Miracle Miles DVD. When you compare the calories burned by volume, if I doubled, if I did the Leslie Sansone for the equal amount of time that I walked, the calories would be astronomically higher. I mean, because a weekend walk gains me 1,100 calories burned. Well, we're talking about two hours of time. And Leslie Sansone workout, I was burning 600 calories for 45 minutes. It's, ha- it's half of what I burned in less time. In less than half the time. Well, no, maybe it was half the time. No, 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 because it's a two-hour walk on Saturdays. 
So less than half the time and, and basically half the calories burned. I was forced to make a change, forced to adapt, forced to be uncomfortable in every way you could possibly think of. And I'm not done being uncomfortable yet because now that I, I sat here and went through this, I have much more to do, much more to do. And I want to show you what happened today because today I had my presentation and they decided whether or not to credential me. So here it goes. I'm going to play it for you right now. This is the reaction to my presentation where they judged me and decided whether or not I was going to become a credential trainer for the new system. Hi, Donato. Hi. Hello. Um, just wanted to tell you thank you for your presentation today and also just for six weeks of hanging out with me <laughs> and uh, all the fun we've had. I will tell you you're credentialed. So yes. <laughs> do that right away. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so congratulations to you. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you for for everything. It's been a yeah. it's been a experience I never expected. <laughs> yes. But a good one, I hope. Definitely good. Definitely good. You're very engaging. You're easy to watch and listen to. Like you really draw people in and want them to learn. I really, you know, Thank feel you. that from you. <laughs> it's, it's so, so congratulations to you. Thank you so much. Excellent job. So you are all set with me. I will next up. So I'll send you your credentialed certificate. That's it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day, guys. Again. Congratulations. You Thank Welcome you. Welcome to the team. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. So here we are. It is now Thursday evening. And I'm recording this final segment. It took all week to make this episode because I wanted to make sure win, lose, or draw, you got it from their mouth of what happened at the end of this six-week experience. And now that it's all over, I have spent all of last night and most of today in reflection. I called this six-week experience one of the most stressful times of my life. So I started to ask myself some questions. I asked myself, if this was one of the most stressful times of my life. Was I ever on the brink of insanity? The answer is no. Was my stress level so high that I couldn't function and I completely shut down? Again, the answer is no. Did my stress level cause me to seek emotional comfort from food, alcohol, or drugs? 
And once again, the answer is no. So if I could say that this past six weeks was one of the most stressful times of my life, and not only did I get through it all the way to the end, I found success and I also found gratitude for the experience. If I could do all that in the most stressful time of my life, what am I truly capable of? And that is a question you don't just come up with an answer for. Because whatever you think your limit is, if you just keep pushing past it, you have no idea of your true limitations. Your limitations are more placed upon yourself by you than anything else. Do you know, two, two hours into this thing, I wanted to quit. And the only two things that stopped me were the fact that I was chosen by my director and my boss the fact that I report to all of you guys because how do I tell you that circumstances in life don't matter that your health comes first no matter what and you just gotta keep pushing and you just gotta never quit never give up just keep going how do I say all of those things and then quit two hours into a challenge maybe it's not a nutritional challenge but we know that the mind plays a heavy role on the health the majority of the things we go through come from our mindset more than anything else Everything we want, everything we desire, everything we struggle with, it all comes from a poor mindset more than anything else. And when we can push past the poor mindset, there's only one thing left to discover. Is that we are capable of anything. Of anything. If we're willing to do it, if we're willing to push past and actually stay uncomfortable for long periods of time, we are capable of true greatness if we allow ourselves the possibility to prove that we can do it. So what will you do now with this information? Get up. Get moving. Stand up for yourself. 
I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.